Welcome to Jesus Without Religion. I'm Mike Sinar, your host, and I'm glad you're joining us today as we discover Jesus through the filter of grace. If you are a Christian, you are about to see the love of Christ like you've never seen before. Never again will you fear God or feel that you are inadequate or not deeply loved by Him. We know some people call that a license to sin, but as we go through this series, you're actually going to find out that soaking in God's kindness and total forgiveness of all sin, yes, all sin, is the only prescription that will actually lead you away from the disease of sin. Well, welcome back, everybody. Today, we've got an exciting lesson. Uh, it's Wednesday, September the 8th, 2021, and we're going to be talking about works. Um, it's particularly, we're going to be talking about this verse that comes from James chapter 2, verse 17, which tells us faith without works is dead. And we're going to discover what's really going on here. Now, this is usually taught to Christians, right? They teach you, you need to do more. They say, you got to be more. You got to try harder. And if you're not really on fire for the Lord, well, then your faith must be dead. Now, before I dive into the lesson, we, we, we like to sometimes give disclosures in the beginning of our podcast. I do want to say this. I'm not teaching against works. I believe as Christians, God has made us for works. Um, God plans these works. He puts them right in front of us. Um, but what we're trying to teach today is there's this idea that we need to be constantly working, that God is somehow measuring um, how many works we do. Perhaps, as some might teach, we're going to be getting a bunch of rewards we're going to cover that in another podcast uh, in terms of the rewards, which has been wildly taken out of context. Um, but today we're going to be talking specifically about works. And if you're not just like rolling in works, is your faith indeed dead? Is that what James wanted us to know? <clears throat> you know, this leaves us always asking the question, have I done enough? You know, that would also mean faith can be dead and then it's alive, and then it's dead, and then it's alive. Now, that doesn't really sound like faith. I'm going to show you today that faith is either alive or it's dead. It's not one or the other, and it's not constantly back and, uh, bouncing back and forth. And today, what we're going to see is that this work being described in James's letter, it is about a faith. It is about a faith that comes with a decision for Jesus Christ a decision to open the door to your heart and to let Jesus in. That it's not about a big laundry list and trying to impress God or prove to him that you believe in him and trust him. So let's start, let's start by looking uh, at a very peculiar question that James asked early on in his letter. This was James, it's chapter 2, and it starts out in verse 14. He asked this weird question. He says, what use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Here it comes. Can that faith save him? 
Very important that we catch the question, can that faith save him? So in context from James chapter 2, 14, James is talking about a faith that saves an unbeliever, not a believer who's already saved and needing to do more works to bring his faith back alive. So uh, before we even go into the rest of James, I want to just touch on a couple of contradictory verses, at least as I see them in the Bible. So let's start with contradiction number one. Paul writes in Romans chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, he writes this, Now to the one who works, his wage is not credited as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing on the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. So, I don't know. What do you see here? I mean, here it is. Paul is teaching us the one who doesn't work. Now, by the way, Paul isn't implying uh, we shouldn't have works. Neither am I. In fact, I think Paul's making the same point I am. Listen, hey, the guy who doesn't anything doesn't do a darn thing, any outward works, but believes. And by the way, we're going to learn later that believing is indeed a unique kind of work. It's about an internal work, right? But the one who believes, that's who God is saving, right? Remember, the question we talked about earlier was, can that faith save him? Paul also writes, if we rewind a little bit, in chapter 3, verses 27 and 28, he says, Where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? Of works? No. But by a law of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Now, that's not... Uh, being justified partly with the law. It's apart from works of the law. And again, I remind you of the question that James had just asked. Can that faith save him? Contradiction number three says, this is, comes out in John chapter 6, verse 28 and 29. Now here we've got a couple religious ego Pharisees talking to Jesus. They say, therefore they say to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Now, I want you to notice that's plural, that we may work the works of God. Jesus says in verse 29, he says, Jesus answered them and said to them, this is the work, singular, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. Again, the question is, can that faith save him. Now, what if James chapter 2 verse 17 is actually addressing unbelievers, which is what we at Jesus Without Religion believe? What if it is addressing unbelievers, people that never made a decision to accept Jesus Christ? And what if that's what Paul's trying to drive home? Again, remembering the question, let's look at contradiction number four. Ephesians chapter, and by the way, these aren't really contradictions. 
I'm saying it's only a contradiction if we are interpreting James chapter 2 as teaching us we better have a laundry list of works or our faith is dead. So we call them contradictions because of what the other side is trying to teach. So if that's true, there's another contradiction in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 through 9 where we learn, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that is not of yourselves, but it is a gift from God, not as a result of works, so that anyone may boast. You know, boy, we hear this phrase an awful lot. There's a lot uh, to unpack in this verse. It's one, it's by grace you've been saved. Wait a minute, what about if my, my works are dead? It is by grace you've been saved, one. Number two, through faith. Number three, not of yourselves. Number four, it is a gift. It's something given to you freely. You don't earn it. If, if, it, if we were saved by works, then it would not be a gift. It would be earned. It would be something that we deserve. Number five, it is not a result of works. Number six, so that no one may boast. So we've got six in-your-face um points here if we're going to try to drive home that faith is made alive by outward human effort. Again, going back to the question, can that faith save him as James asked? So back to James 2.14, he goes on again. He says, what is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, if he says he has faith, but he has no works, can that faith save him? So this person here is someone who, well, they said they have faith. It does, James didn't say if someone has faith, right? He said if someone says they have faith. Number two, um, he must not be saved because the question was asked. and It would never be presented, can that faith save him, if this person is already saved. That would be a ridiculous question. We should be able to end the debate right here and right now. But let's continue to unpack it so we can, I I really hope that the majority of you listening today will be sold on the truth of what James is really trying to teach us. James 2 um, verse 19 tells us that even the demons believe. So if demons believe and Christians believe, then what's the difference in us? Are we nothing but a bunch of demons? Are we just like them? What's the difference in us? We have more works? I guess, is that what separates us? No. The difference is Christians make a real decision. This is all about, we're going to show you that this decision, this work is about a decision for Jesus. If you are a real Christian, your work was when you made a decision for Jesus Christ. We look to him alone for our righteousness. The demons know exactly who Jesus is, But what's the difference? Well, they certainly are not calling on Jesus to rescue them. They don't love Jesus. They're they're not looking to Jesus the way Christians are. And I I hope we would not presume that if the demons just had a bunch of outward works, well, then everything would be okay, and all of a sudden their faith would come alive. So James, I'm going to go back here. James chapter 2, verse 15 and 17. Let's go through this. He says, If a brother... Or a sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to him, Go in peace, be warmed and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body. Well, what use is that? Even so, faith, 
if it has no works, is dead being by itself. So listen, this is not telling us about the kind of works we need to do, right? This is telling us that knowing something is not enough. It's telling us you need to act on it. You need to make a decision, right? That's what separates us. So in the same way, knowing about Jesus is not the same as a decision to look at him alone as our Savior, as the one who can rescue us from our sin through faith apart from works. So then he goes on again to this, start back to the question, just keep this at, right on the tip of our brains. Can the faith save him? Can the kind of faith that James was talking about save him? That is the question that's supposed to be being answered here. So then we come to verses 18 to 20. He then says, But someone will will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. And demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? So is this about works? Meaning, when I say works, I'm talking about human effort. Is that what it's about? Well, we're going to look at some examples that James gives in this very same letter, and then you decide from there. So we come down to James chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. He says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see that faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. Now question, did Abraham trust God when he was promised a son with Sarah? I don't think so. He went, no. You know what he did? Abraham went to plan B. Remember Hagar? Just go back and read Galatians 4.22 when we realize uh, Abraham wasn't so perfect. But how many times did Abraham put Isaac on the altar? Well, he did it one time. That was his thing, right? That was his work. He believed God. So how in the world could we, in the world, could Abraham get credit for his outward works? Could his work really be that he believed God? Now, before you decide, um, we're going to come back. We have one more example coming in a moment here, but we're going to finish this. He says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and here it is, and Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, as he was called a friend of God. That belief and action uh, to decide to do something was the work, the one thing he did that executed his faith, if you will. He believed God. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone, the verse continues. So wait, you know, James has one more really, really unusual example. So if you're still on the fence, I'm going to ask you a question here. If you were James and you're writing a letter trying to push human works to illustrate that faith is dead and you want to use works, what awesome men or women uh, through the Old Testament 
would you talk about that had a ton of works to make your point? Would it be Moses? I mean, come on, he led the Jews out of Egypt. How about King David? Maybe Job, right? He lost everything. Noah, come on, Noah built the ark. I mean, Noah was obedient. How about Daniel? How about Elijah? His epic bowed against a deity named Baal. Remember that? I mean, look at all the examples that James could have used if his point is to drive home, you better get out there and get some works done, lest your faith be dead. Is James crazy? Because you know what? James didn't use any of these great people to describe his second and only other example of works. You know what he chose? He chose a person that had a lame, one work. Lame in terms of the effort that it took to do it. One work. You know what she did? This woman opened a door. That was her work. The only work she had in all of Scripture. And guess what? She was a prostitute. Now, we got to ask ourselves, was James not aware of these great men? Or perhaps the work he's talking about is about real faith, right? With the decision for Jesus. So let's talk about it. It's James chapter 2, verse 25 and 26, all in the same letter. James is driving home the point from the very beginning. So James is basically saying, hey, all that that I just said about faith without works is dead, can it save him? I'm trying to give you some examples of what I'm describing when I talk about this work. So here it is. He said, in the same way, example number two from James, in the same way was not Rahab the harlot, which means prostitute, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works? Now, it's plural there, but she only did one thing. When she received the messengers and sent them by another way. So there's an Old Testament story, right? Here the Jews are. They're trying to escape. They're under attack. She's a Gentile. She's not even a Jew. And it turns out she's heard the story about the the God of the Jews. And she says, you know what? I believe this God is the one true living God. So you know what she does? She opens up a door. And then this verse concludes in verse 26. It says, for just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So folks, here's the takeaway. Um, I might say, you know, again, this has been translated. The whole Bible is translated from Greek and Hebrew into English. It's likely also an imperfect translation. But we can tell for sure what God cares about is real faith. A faith that comes with a decision for Jesus Christ. There's not a single verse that inarguably says we are saved by believing plus having a lot of outward works. Right? If that were the case, it would be all over the Bible. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 tells us, And faith, I'm sorry, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. No matter how many works you have, you could give away all of your money and help everybody in the world and volunteer nonstop. You could do all that, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
So folks, that's today's lesson. We're going to wrap up. I hope you have a new um, understanding of James chapter 2. Yes, we should absolutely have wonderful works. Let's get out and let let's what's, let what is on the inside uh, be exuded on the outside as we go out and love on other people and we are kind and we are gentle. But know this, there is no amount of outward performance that will ever save you. And that's not what James was teach us, teaching us. James wants to teach us that the work in question here is a work about trusting and believing in God. Trusting what? That God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever shall call on him will not perish, but will be saved. God bless you guys all, and be sure to continue to to follow us on the podcast with many more great messages to come.